0: Hi, this is Dave Burnett, and I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. The title of today's podcast is Overcoming the Cycle of Calamity. I believe Holy Spirit is again speaking to believers through the Hebrew calendar. Beginning at sundown, July 17th, it will be Tisha B'Av, or the 9th of Av, Av being the fifth month on the Hebrew calendar. Many of you have never heard of Tishba or the 9th of Av before today, but it is a significant date in both ancient and modern Israel. This is a date on the Hebrew calendar that offers spiritual insight to you and me in this present day. There is revelation in Tishba. Both Christian and Jewish sources observe that a series of horrific events have occurred on the 9th of Av. And these events are so severe and blatantly obvious that they should not be considered as coincidental. For this podcast, I'm relying on source material found in the book, A Time to Advance, by Chuck Pierce, written with Dr. Robert Heidler and Dr. Heidler's wife, Linda. I strongly recommend this book to anyone who's interested in understanding the times and seasons and the significance of the Hebrew calendar to modern believers. Now on pages 282 and 283 of A Time to Advance, we find the following chronology of Night of Av events. On Av 9, 587 B.C., the Babylonians destroyed Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. On Av 9, 70 A.D., the Romans destroyed the second temple. On Av 9, 135 A.D., this represents the final defeat of the Jews by Rome. On Av 9, 1095, the First Crusade was launched. Thousands of Jews were killed. On Av 9, 2090, the Jews were expelled from England. On Av 9, 1492, the Jews were expelled from Spain. On Av 9, 1942, the Jews were deported from the Warsaw Ghetto to the death camps. And on Av 9, 2005 the expulsion of Jews from Gaza began. Now I'll not delve into the details of these specific events on this podcast, but you may want to at least google these dates. However, there is one more ninth of Av event that I believe Holy Spirit would have us focus on today, and sources tell us that this event occurred over 3,000 years ago, and it's described in Numbers chapters 13 and 14. These chapters tell the story of the 12 spies that Moses sent from Kadesh Barnea to spy out Canaan, their promised land. Both Jewish and Christian sources agree that these spies offered the report of their findings on the 9th of Av. Now, if you're familiar with this story, you'll remember that it was upon their fear-filled report of 10 of those spies that Israel as a nation rebelled against God. They rebelled against their inheritance, and they rebelled against their destiny. It was their ninth of all rebellion that sent Israel on a 40-year journey of wandering in the wilderness. Now, first of all, the people of Israel were a people with a promise from God. They were promised the land of Canaan, a land that flows with milk and honey, a prosperous place to live. However, in their exploration of the promised land, they discovered walled cities and giants. And when they saw the giants, 10 of the 12 spies could only think about how small they were compared to the giants as grasshoppers in their own eyes. As they focused on the giants, they forgot about the God of the Passover. They forgot about the God who parted the Red Sea. They forgot the God who had provided manna and quail for their food. They forgot the God who fought with them against the Amalekites in Exodus chapter 17 and they did not remember the God who appeared on Mount Sinai, and they forgot the God who led them as a cloud and as a pillar of fire. Again and again, Israel complained because of the obstacles they faced in pursuit of their destiny, in pursuit of their inheritance. Now, folks, I don't know of a promised land without a few giants in it. You see, we have an adversary. 1 Peter 5.8 in the New King James Version says it this way, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, don't get paranoid or anything like that, but there really is a devil, and he really is out to get you. He's out to destroy you, destroy your household and your testimony. He wants to keep you in sickness, poverty, and ignorance. He wants you to see yourself as inferior, incompetent, and weak. The 10 spies who gave an evil report left God out of the equation. They saw adversity. They saw what the adversary wanted them to see and said what the adversary wanted them to say. Israel wound up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because they chose to follow 10 men who could only see the work of the adversary and spoke in fear. Ten men sidetracked a nation for 40 years. Ten men infected a nation with fear and rebellion. Ten men led a generation to their death without destiny. That's a warning to our nation and to the church today. But there were two spies who did not join in the evil report, Joshua and Caleb. Listen to Joshua and Caleb's report from Numbers 14, verses 6-9 through in the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephthah, who were among the scouts who had searched the land, rent their clothes. And they said to all the company of Israelites, The land through which we passed as scouts is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense and the shadow of protection is removed from over them. But the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Now, Joshua and Caleb did not ignore the adversity the others saw, but they did not allow it to create fear in their hearts. You see, Joshua and Caleb saw God as their advocate. If God is on our side, who can stand against us? First John 2.1 tells us that as believers, you and I have an advocate, and that advocate is Jesus. If you'll allow me to take liberty with verse 9 of Numbers 14, Joshua and Caleb did not walk in fear of the giants. They believed that with the aid of their advocate, they would eat their lunch, and that's why they spoke faith, not fear. Joshua and Caleb both lived to enter into their inheritance and destiny because they had faith in their advocate and spoke in faith. Ultimately, it was Joshua who led Israel into its inheritance. It was Joshua who would succeed Moses as Israel's leader. And Caleb, even in his old age, was not intimidated by the giants. He became a mountain-taking giant slayer. There's a theme here in this and in all of the ninth of all calamities. When Israel left God out of the equation, it left the door open for the adversary to do exactly what Jesus said in John 10.10. The adversary comes in as a thief to steal, kill, and destroy. As a person, a household, a family, or even as a nation, when we leave God out of the equation, we open the door for the adversary to bring calamity and destruction into our life. Regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, maybe you feel like you've been caught up in a cycle of your own personal ninth of all calamities. Maybe you're seeing only the impossibilities before you, the giants, the adversary has strategically placed on your path. I'm not saying that your challenges don't exist, but God, that's an exclamation point phrase to whatever the adversary has brought to you by faith. I decree that if you will invite God into your equation, he wants to give you the ability to eat its lunch. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God has a good plan for your life, a plan to prosper and not harm you. He wants to give you hope and a future. Again, I want to encourage you to ask God into the equation of your life. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life, abundant life. Jesus said in John six thirty seven, if you'll come to him, he will not reject you. How do you come to Jesus. Well, you invite him into your life. Invite him to help you turn around. Admit that your life is a mess without him. Admit that you're not doing a good job of managing your own life and surrender yourself to his management. Ask him to be your savior, your advocate, out loud, in your heart, or whatever works for you now. It's just as simple as saying, Jesus, I need you. I need your help to change my heart, change my mind. And restore your dream for my life. I want to invite you to find a Bible and read Isaiah 53. I want to read Isaiah 53 verses 4 through 6 from the voice translation. And this is what Jesus has done for you. Yet it was our suffering he carried, our pain and distress, our sick to the soulness. We just figured that God had rejected him, that God was the reason he hurt so badly, but he was hurt because of us. He suffered so. Our wrongdoing wounded and crushed him. He endured the breaking that made us whole. The injuries he suffered became our healing. We all have wandered off like shepherdless sheep, scattered by our aimless striving and endless pursuits. The eternal one laid on him, the silent sufferer, the sins of us all. Read that again and let it sink in. Jesus did that for you and me. Do you receive it? If you do, thank him for it. Make this central to your thinking and belief system, and you will have received God into your life equation. I want to encourage you to find a pastor, not just a church. You need a mature Christian mentor, someone who will want to get to know you personally, to help you learn and grow in faith, to pray for you and to pray with you, someone to encourage you and tell you the truth. You don't have to live in a ninth-of-all cycle of calamity, You have an advocate. His name is Jesus. Make sure he is the central focus of your life equation. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is our first podcast from our new home in Yukon, Oklahoma. You can email us at dnkburnett at gmail.com. You can like our Facebook page, God's Family Plan, on Facebook. Our book, God's Family Plan, Establishing Generational Blessing, is available on Amazon. Until next time. We decree blessing and favor over you and your household today. Amen.